0: Welcome, I'm Uri.
1: And I'm Rifkin. You're listening to Talkin' us the podcast where we talk about Jewish life and life in general. So Uri, last week we spoke about the Yula shall have it, uh Perm Spiel. Um, Gone wrong. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, and unfortunately, you know, an update is that one of the things that I think we're both a little bit concerned about is that... Um, we both didn't think that firing, or actually, I think we both thought this. I, I could say I thought you this. You said it. I didn't say yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 I, I take it back. I take it back. I was concerned that um, firing the rabbi or kicking out the students or, you know, things like that would not actually solve the things.
0: rabbi who instigated um, the, the spiel.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and, the update now, I think two weeks after the event actually took place, is that the rabbi has been fired. He's been let go from EULA. Um, and actually, there's a a fundraiser. On, it's like a GoFundMe equivalent, I guess, for the religious world called the chesedfund.com. There's currently a fundraiser called Support Rabbi Shaf, where people are raising money to donate to the synagogue that he is the rabbi of. And the... Part of the language in the description of this fundraiser is let's support him and his shul when he needs us most by sponsoring the kiddish in his shul. In this age of cancel culture, we are ensuring that our kiddish will never be canceled. Kind of <laughs> like that articulation. Okay. And then as you see, I think, unfortunately, in the text of the donations, the comments, you see people yeah. exactly explicitly referring to it. Uh, someone donated in honor of Rabbi Shaff, who always stands up for what he believes in. Um, someone else wrote, we need to preserve free speech. The left is interested in preserving free speech for their views. That's totalitarianism and communism. So it doesn't really feel like people, you know, he was fired and suddenly people are like, huh, let's think about how we could be more kind and sensitive and, you know, thoughtful. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Ari?
0: Yeah. In terms of firing him, I don't know him at all. So I don't, there may have been other things uh, that were weighed in on th- that led to this decision, but yeah, all things considered, I guess the question is: Is this an example of cancel culture? I guess it would be because he was literally canceled from the school, and I don't think that's the best way to to handle these kind of things. I think ideally you would want some sort of reconciliation and apology and learning a lesson, teaching a lesson to other people so this doesn't happen again. Um, but sometimes I don't know. Maybe firing is the only option. I really don't know the details, so I I don't feel comfortable weighing in per se on that.
1: Yeah, he did actually. um, I'm not obviously friends with him on Facebook, but he um, did share this fundraiser and he wrote, every day that I worked in Yula was precious. On to whatever Hashem has planned next. I'm grateful to those who put up this blah, blah, blah. Okay. Meaning I, I agree with you that ultimately... Uh, an apology and you know reconciliation is more important but from what i've seen of his public social media because then i went back a little bit also to see if there's anything else i didn't see any sort of um apologizing that doesn't mean of course that things didn't happen you know privately obviously people you know it's it's a different situation um but i think it would have been nice to see something something public but you're right we don't know the situation we don't know him we don't really know anything on the inside all we know is what we know from you know the news and from the, the public world right
0: well definitely an upsetting story no matter uh, how you look at it um, but i guess a very intriguing question kind of transitioning um, to this week's topic is um, you know so here we have a, a teacher a rabbi who was fired from his job for instigating a, a very insensitive um, and hurtful perm spiel that was seen as making fun of or teasing uh, vulnerable groups but what about when somebody doesn't tease a vulnerable person? They actually assault physically that person. Does that should that cause a more severe reaction or a less severe reaction? I assume most people have heard what happened. Rifki, I assume uh, you heard. Were you watching it live or you yeah, heard afterwards? I was not
1: at all watching it live yeah, then I woke was up I. in the morning to a million, um, you know, updates about the only thing that mattered from from the Oscars.
0: In a nutshell, what happened was Chris Rock, very famous comedian, was presenting the award, I think was Best Documentary or Best Short Documentary. And he started off his presentation by teasing some of the people, some of the actors in the audience, which is very common at this type of event. And here's the clip from the Oscars when this happened. And just a warning, um, we're going to play the uncensored version. So if you're uncomfortable with profanity, um, you can skip ahead 45 seconds.
2: out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep
3: my wife's name out your fucking
2: mouth. I'm going to, okay. <laughs> I can oh, okay. That was a uh, greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay.
1: So for those who have been living under a rock for the last twenty four hours and who didn't get it exactly from this clip, basically what happened was Will Smith was very upset by Chris Rock teasing Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, and he went over to the stage. Chris Rock seemingly was not expecting it at all, and Will Smith slapped him across the
0: face. It, it looked seems like, like, a like punch. pretty hard. It looked like yeah, a punch, yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. open handed slap. Yeah.
1: And then when he goes to sit back down, they continue kind of like this little back and forth where Chris Rock basically incredulously is like, whoa, that was a joke. And he they seem to take it pretty seriously.
0: Yeah. A little bit of context is that it's unclear if Chris Rock knew this or not, but Jada Pinkett Smith has been public about her struggle with alopecia which is when all the all the hair or a lot of the hair on your body falls out and so that's why she has a shaved head and I also just want to say before we get into the discussion a lot of people were saying why is everyone obsessing over this this is such a dumb thing to talk about right now when the war in Ukraine is still happening there were two major terror attacks in Israel in the last week and I, I understand that perspective but I hope that in our discussing this topic we're going to get to some Real issues that have ramifications for some of these bigger topics and just for our everyday lives. And I think there is something productive in talking about this thing that everybody is kind of already thinking about and talking about anyway. So, I guess, Rifke, I-, I have a lot of questions that I want to pose to you. W- why don't we start with Chris Rock's joke, given the knowledge that Jada Pinkett Smith? has alopecia which is not a life-threatening illness in any way as far as I understand it's more of a cosmetic thing understandably very embarrassing for the person who has it and sensitive so was the joke itself out of line
1: I don't know what out of line is I don't think it's funny I don't think in general, comments on other people's looks are funny. Mm -hmm. I think they're silly. I think it's a very immature, very unsophisticated form of humor. I felt the same way when every single person who made jokes of like, you know, Trump has stupid hair, right. or Trump's overweight, or Trump has—I don't know—like wasn't there stuff with like him having like wearing makeup? Oh, or, there's like, tons skin of stuff stupid. about his appearance, and like I think that's I think that's silly, and I think it's almost a distraction, right? Because there's like real conversations to be had, and then when you make jokes or comments about what other people look like, there there's nothing strong there. There's nothing I think valuable there, right? There's a way there there are nuances, right? Like. Uh, making maybe making jokes about tattoos is a little bit different. There's like mm. identification and personality there, but making jokes purely about people's looks, I think, is a very just ugh, very cringy form of humor. Mm. What, what about and you? What did well, you think
0: about the joke? I I didn't think the joke was funny either. I don't know if I agree with you that it's never funny to make fun of a person's looks. I think there is a way to. What's do an that. example?
1: So what's an example? Can Can you think of an example of something that like is actually
0: funny? I can't think of a specific example. First of all, when people make fun of themselves, that's very different. And I think that, um, I mean, that could also be bad for people's body image for other people, but I think it's more okay to make fun of yourself. But also, you know, it's like we talked about last week and I think there are actually a lot of parallels and um, connections to our conversation from last week. We talked about coming from a place of love and coming from a place of at least, you know, respect or basic respect. And he started by saying, I love you. I'm waiting for GI Jane too. like, it wasn't Do coming from a Chris mean Rock's place. you remember Chris
1: Rock's joke about Jada Pinkett Smith a few years ago?
0: Something about her boycotting the Oscars?
1: Yeah. So we could play that too. It's a little less appropriate. Um, but basically he says like, you know, it was during when Oscars So White was like yeah. becoming it's a, uh, you know, a big thing. And Jada Pinkett Smith was publicly boycotting and was, you know, leading the charge against the Oscars. And Chris Rock made a joke at the Oscars about, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith and basically kind of implying like, you don't matter anyway. Like no one, you're completely irrelevant to the conversation and therefore like screw you. Because she's not a successful actress? Yeah, exactly. Uh Like just making fun of her career
0: basically.
1: Which like, again, I, I think like there's Maybe some people found that funny. I didn't find it particularly funny, just because I don't know. felt It felt cruel to me. So, a I don't think it matters that he opened up with saying "love you," but B it feels like that does also provide a context here Mm -hmm. where I can imagine also Jada Pinkett Smith feeling like, "Why are you picking on
0: me?" Right?
2: She on a TV show. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. (laughs) I wasn't invited. Is mad her man Will was not nominated for concussion. I get it. I get it. Tell the truth. I get it. I get it. You get mad. She said it's, it's not fair that Will was this good and didn't get nominated. Yeah, you're, you're right. It's also not fair that Will was paid 20 million for Wild Wild West. Okay,
0: right. That's uh, that's interesting. I mean, definitely, I think, relevant to this. But I mean, moving on, I personally don't think the joke was over the line in any way, especially given the context of like, that is what happens at these events. And I've heard much, much worse. You know, Ricky Gervais has hosted the Oscars, I think, at least once. And he's like a genuinely, I don't know if he's a mean person, but his jokes are mean and sometimes funny, sometimes not. But that's... I did see a bunch of people
1: on Twitter basically saying like, were we allowed to hit Ricky Gervais this whole time? (laughs) Right,
0: right. But I mean, that aside, whether or not the joke was appropriate or inappropriate, I don't think that justifies, I think you would agree, uh, a physical assault. So, I mean, I guess we should move on to, to that that part, which is the main issue here. Do you think it's ever okay to hit somebody like that in, in that type of scenario?
1: I don't know. I mean, I feel like to, to a certain extent, this question feels like, do I think that Chris Rock is going to say, wait a second, um, I didn't act appropriately because Will Smith slapped him? No, of course not. But also, can you imagine being driven to the point of pain and hurt on behalf of someone you love being mocked and like a larger context there to the point where you might actually want to physically cause them harm and even go so far as doing it. Yeah, I could imagine doing that. Well like, wanting
0: to I, and doing it are two very, very different I, things I
1: could imagine both wanting to and doing it. Like You I, can I imagine never, getting up point, at
0: the Oscars and slapping somebody. I,
1: I don't I don't think that Will Smith was acting out of malice. I think he was acting out of like completely without thinking. And could well, I imagine without thinking, like making a rash, really inappropriate decision like that? Yeah. Totally.
0: Yeah, impulsive is when you're in a conversation with somebody and they say something offensive and then you just smack them. That's impulsive. Getting out of your seat and walking up onto the stage and then smacking somebody, that is more than just impulsive, I think.
1: Why? Why is that more than... like? W- what, because that involves that a impulsive? lot more
0: decisions and and going out of your way and taking more action. I don't
1: think he made any decisions. It's it's five seconds from the joke to when the hand goes across the face. I don't think he was making any decisions at all. I think he was very upset and like just acted without thinking at all.
0: Okay, I mean, we're, so we can and and,
1: yeah. and if I'm and i I'm being honest, like road rage is a real thing. People make impulsive, incredibly dangerous decisions constantly. Right. Like people, people do things like this. And I think that that, that's all that happened. Now, I I think there might be larger questions. And yeah, I don't think that Will Smith acted in, you know, maybe uh, his best self, let's say. Um, But I can really see why he was. It sounds like you you think that was like totally beyond the pale and you don't think Um, you would. You cannot imagine.
0: I was very upset. Like I wasn't watching the Oscars and I specifically didn't care at all about the Oscars. But I happened to be browsing Facebook. Like around when that happened, and I just saw everybody started posting about it. So I'm like, what's going on? So then I turn on the TV, and then I watched the rest Uh of it. And I also watched Will Smith's acceptance speech, where he subsequently, a little bit later, won Best Actor, uh, the Oscar for Best Actor, and gave his... Did you
1: see King Richard? I didn't see it. No,
0: I didn't. Guess we should. Now I want to see it, yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, his speech itself was kind of confirmed what I was already very upset about, And to me, and this might speak to my own issues, my own insecurities, but, like, my reaction to this was, like, I thought Will Smith was a nice guy, and he still might be a nice guy, but, like, the level of arrogance and ego necessary to do something like that is almost mind-boggling and that's what upset me and I think that just to get really personal is because I'm an insecure person so maybe on some level I'm jealous of that level of confidence that you think you are important enough that however many tens of millions of people around the world watching this need to see you get up and smack this guy who was smaller than you and older than you talk about punching down he literally punched down on Chris Rock who is much weaker than him physically To protect the honor of your wife, you know, like that upset me.
1: (laughs) I think that's really, really interesting. First of all, I think the like insight that you just had into yourself, I think is like very powerful, (laughs) but it's so fascinating because as soon as I heard what happened, which was this morning, my immediate thought was what an insecure person that when he hears a joke like that, he feels the need to defend his honor, his wife's honor, whatever in this way, because he, he can't laugh it off. Right? right? A secure person can right. laugh it well, I guess, off. and it's yes. like okay who cares he's an idiot. But an insecure person needs to act.
0: That's sort of like the paradox of of human psychology. It's both at the same time.
1: Right. Right. Like there I, I don't know like and Will Smith actually he he talks a lot. Um he he does a lot of interviews. I mean obviously. Um but he does a lot of interviews where he talks about his insecurity and specifically mm-hmm. in the acting world and feeling like You know, he's been in this world now for A long time 35 years And always feeling like he's not really good enough, doesn't really know what he's doing, feels like other people think he's a bit of a joke and, like, feeling really insecure. So that I could also imagine, like, look, again, we're all armchair, you know, psychologizing over here. That's a word. But, like, I could very much imagine him feeling like I could win an Oscar, like, I could get respected, like, feeling like this, like, real insecurity within himself. And then it's just, like, more jokes, more, like, and a- well, as uh, yeah. also, like, people, people listening might know also, like, he... Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have their own marital drama and they've been the butt of many, many jokes over the past few years Right, where a lot of people make fun of Will Smith for not being man enough, right? Because there's, his wife had a relationship with another man and he was like kind of okay with it and people made fun of him for that and like there was this whole there, there's just so much there yep. that I could also imagine that feeding to the same right. insecurity for sure. There.
0: right that that connection I also was thinking about like if anything he was definitely insecure and like overcompensating A 100% to show yeah. like hey not only do I love my wife I love her so much that I'm going to risk my career to, to honor her you know to right. stand up for her respect At and our honor. relationship
1: is strong
0: right right yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I think you could be right for sure, obviously. I mean, first of all, everyone has insecurities and actors are famous for their insecurities. And the more good looking right. and famous they are, sometimes the bigger their insecurities, another right. paradox, but it's true, um, apparently. And, but I think at the same time, there could be an insane level of arrogance. And I mean, actors are also yeah. famous for their arrogance. Yeah, yeah I mean, and then in, in his um, acceptance speech, I think he actually made it worse. We, we can play a little bit of it.
3: Richard Williams um, was a fierce defender of his family. In this time in my life, in this moment, I am overwhelmed by what God is calling on me to do and be in this world. I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. And what I loved — thank you, D. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. I want to apologize to the academy, I want to apologize to all my fellow nominees. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. (laughs) I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Um,
0: But love will make you do crazy things. So he he talks about God. He almost says that he did this out of love, and I mean, even just the fact that did you notice in his acceptance speech he expectorates on the floor? He, he like hocks a loogie, he spits on the floor. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, That's because funny. but in the in the. <laughs> Um, Live feed, they actually cut to like just like a screen that says like the Oscars. They they cut away from him basically for a couple seconds. Really? And he says, "Oh, I just spit. I hope no one saw that because like he was crying and he was like drooling Uh and whatever."
3: It's like I want to be a vessel for love. I want to say. Thank you to Venus and Serena. I just spit. I hope they didn't see that on TV. Um, I want to say thank you to Venus and Serena and the Tyre Williams family for entrusting me with your
0: story. But, like, to me, that reinforced this. Like, this is a guy who is so he thinks so highly of himself that he is so important that like he can just get up on the Oscars stage and just spit on the floor because he has some extra phlegm in his mouth. Like just swallow it. Just don't be an idiot like that. You know, I actually have a
1: bad cold right now. So I'm Uh jealous of his confidence. (laughs) Right. Right. Because I've been walking around very phlegmy recently.
0: Yeah. Um, And and Uh, in in that speech, I was just say he apologized, but he apologized to the Academy and to his fellow nominees and not to the person that he slapped. Like, again, the level of arrogance to me was just mind boggling.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. I think he was still in the moment. So I I think I definitely think let me say it this way. I'm not equating physical violence is obviously a different situation, but I think a lot of apologies are deserved. And I don't really see will smith thinking that he's in the wrong and i don't really see chris rock thinking that he's in the wrong even if it's 60 40 70 30 80 20 whatever it is i definitely think that there's a lot of fault here to to throw around right like i think about like you know when i was a little kid and i would my my little sister i would tease her mercilessly mercilessly Mm -hmm. like really it was so i it was so irritating i wouldn't stop and then finally she would like slap me or chase me or mm-hmm. pinch me or something and then i would go running to my parents right mm-hmm. because of course i did and i would say like Can you believe what she did and then of course my parents like naturally they're like why would you don't hit your sister and my sister would get in trouble right, right.
0: but it was But you my, were like, a child
1: yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah. aren't we just bigger children, right? Well, like, mm, I would hope we're not. a little more sophisticated. <laughs> yes and <no. laughs> But yeah, of course, yes and no. But I do think that we often do, you know, this this pattern. I feel like repeats itself in our in our adulthood. One thing, Errie, that I was just thinking is the way that you um, transitioned, by the way, seamlessly away from our Eula conversation to this mm-hmm. conversation. Was you talked about teasing a vulnerable group. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought that the transition that you were going to go with at that point was that you were going to talk about what it meant that Chris Rock yeah, was teasing.
0: I did want to get into that. I got sidetracked. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you so, think so of- I I'm i'm Mm -hmm.
1: not sure like i think first of all once once this whole thing happened and then you know i started reading just like the rest of america more about alopecia or whatever i didn't realize that alopecia also was particularly something that afflicted black women Mm -hmm. uh, which i thought was kind of uh, kind of interesting and also even though alopecia is purely cosmetic first of all for women especially things that are cosmetic really are a big deal and very important because Mm -hmm. we are kind of and and i think all of us but particularly women are kind of uh, given this idea since we're kids that our self-worth is often tied to our physical appearance Mm -hmm. and especially actors right like actors and uh, male and female who are kind of given this sort of understanding that like as you age and as you become less beautiful the world doesn't care about you. The industry doesn't care about you. And so it definitely feel like he was hitting particular nerves also to a point where I can kind of like understand why there is a particular kind of pain there.
0: Yes, for sure. But here's the counter to that. First of all... Jada Pinkett Smith is objectively a very attractive person and I think everybody would agree to that and he was comparing her to G.I. Jane who is Demi Moore who is also an objectively attractive person so it was really like again I don't think it was that insulting of a a comparison especially in the tone that he gave it in and said I love you plus and just you know this is not really the main point but you said it's more sensitive for women I don't take away from the fact that this must be a very painful condition emotionally to have for, for anybody especially for women but um the counter to that is like women can wear wigs a lot more easily than a man can and alopecia your eyebrows fall out which can be even the most embarrassing a woman can paint on eyebrows and that looks totally normal because a lot of women do that anyway a man can't paint on his eyebrows and i'll just give another very personal anecdote because why not i already started with this i had very bad acne in high school and sometimes i was like i wish i was a girl because then i could just wear makeup but i'm a guy so i can't cover up i can't wear makeup so like I'm not saying one is worse I mean, than the everything, other, but, everything yeah. you're
1: saying, I totally agree with. And the way that I open, and I still agree, is if he had made this joke to a man who was balding, I would equally say well, was I wanted to ask you that I, right. and not humorous. And I'm not saying that that makes the reaction of you know a, a, right. Of like course, you're not justifying. Of course, of course, it's just but an like interesting it, thing to discuss. Hitting on insecurities, you know, brings things brings things to the fore.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I also just on the on that previous point. I think there is a way you could imagine that joking about something like that. If Jada Pinkett Smith would have actually laughed and been in on the joke, it's almost like embracing it and being above it. And sometimes, yeah. when you have insecurities, even if it was something more serious like cancer or whatever, like to be able to laugh about it and to laugh at yourself sometimes can right. be a well, really well. That's like like a, like thing. a
1: roast. Yeah, like where yeah. I, if I am, you know, if there is a roast of me, I am usually the, the host or the, like, I, I fully am, like, acquiescing. Like, right. Jada Pinkett Smith clearly was not acquiescing. Right, she, she probably wasn't asked, was can, like, I, can I make this heck? joke
0: about you? Right, but I think she could have... um taken it and laughed about it and been in on the joke and come across as wow and everybody would have been like so like in awe of her like wow she has this condition but she's owning it and she's making it cool and whatever and i by the way i don't think she looked bad with the shaved head i think she looked yeah very nice
1: i i agree she was beautiful and she's a beautiful person but she also has spoken about how and maybe doesn't her. know this right but she's spoken about right how incredibly painful this is like i'm imagining like you know uh, women talk about this all the time women who go through breast cancer part of the thing that is often most difficult is having their breasts removed because it Mm -hmm. feels like well, even though like I don't think of my breasts every day or I don't think of my hair every day, right? it does feel like it's a part of you right. that suddenly isn't there and that's incredibly emotionally for sure. difficult.
0: For sure. But so you, you mentioned like if, a, if it was making fun of a man who was bald. So I want to get into the race and the gender issues because I think that's relevant here and interesting. So I'll, I'll, you started with the gender. So do you think it would have made a difference or is it exactly the same if it would have been a man who was bald or had alopecia or whatever and he made fun of the man or for being overweight or whatever?
1: What do you mean? Would it have made a difference?
0: Would, is it more acceptable? I, I think the answer is it is more acceptable in our culture to make fun of Right. Like, let's say, let, let's appearance. just play it
1: out. If Will Smith were married to a man, and well, that's not Chris what I was Rock getting at. But okay. Fun, well, but, I'm trying to think like the yeah, equivalent. Like, uh-huh. if he made fun of, uh, you know, the, the man, whatever, for for suddenly balding. If Will Smith had done that same thing and said like Hey, don't talk about my husband like that," would people
0: or the man still- himself? That was being made fun of. Got up and okay, slapped sure. him.
1: Um, like woods. Like uh, right now, you're saying because like Will Smith is being. Defended well, I guess a I'm lot. saying I'm should there?
0: Like, I'm asking you, should there be a different standard, or should we look? Should we look at it differently? Um, when men's appearance is made fun of versus women's appearance. To
1: me, it feels the same. I don't mm-hmm. know. How do How do you okay. feel about it? Yeah,
0: I mean, ideally, I I think it should be the same because we're all human beings and we all have feelings. I think culturally. Uh, like you said yourself, women's appearances are kind of considered to be more maybe tied to their identity and to their worth. Yes. And so yeah. a man, you can make fun of a man's, like you can make fun of Seth Rogen for being a fat slob. And and the reason part of why it's funny is because he's still all the things that he is, This, you know, despite or maybe even because of being a fat slob or whatever. And, uh, you know, that doesn't culturally, that, that isn't the way that people perceive women as, as often. So I think that would make a difference. What, what about the race thing? I think that might even be more interesting. Like, you know, if the, the, in, in this case, all three of the people involved in this triangle were black. So, you know, what if the person on stage, the comedian making fun had been white? Or what if the person, the husband who got up and did the, the hit was white? Do you think that would have changed the way we perceive this?
1: I think so. I mean, and or and you didn't say this when it came to gender, also. But what if the comedian had been a woman, right? When, okay. With, if also, Amy Schumer had made right. that joke, and <laughs> would Will, Will Smith, Smith have had hit her? Sla- slapped Amy Schumer, right? Like I don't think so. And I think, and I think the reason it, it feels different is because you know, as we we talk about often, right, and as we're even saying often in this, it, just in talking about the the history of the particular individuals involved, the context matters, right? The context. All of these things make a difference. Like people saying like, you know, oh, well, it'd be different if it was this. Yeah, of course it'd be different. Like there's so many factors here that relate to why it played out the way it did.
0: Right. So, I mean, but so do you think there's anything to take away from that?
1: I'm not sure. I mean, like, let's take it back to gender for a second. Like men shouldn't slap men, but culturally men slapping women is even worse, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's like kind of, Where we are as a society, is that a bad thing? I don't think so.
0: Well, I think the reason that a big reason why that is the case is because women generally are physically smaller or weaker than men. And so it's punching down, literally. And uh, it happened to be in this case, Chris Rock is smaller and older and weaker than Will Smith. Also
1: I, it would it would feel, and I don't really have an explanation for why, but I think for us in the audience watching, even though I didn't watch, but like I think for, for us who are experiencing it secondhand experiencing what happened, if it were a white comedian up there who made that joke and then Will Smith went up there and s- slapped that comedian, I think there would be something instinctively weird in a different way for the audience. What do you think? Yeah. I, I th- wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, I think br- we don't have to go into all the hypothetical specifics. I think just broadly speaking w- with those different combinations, again it gets back to like the the punching up and punching down, and I think because of the pr- the obsession with race, but also like the obviously the valid context of black people having this um background of oppression and slavery and, and everything like that, um, and racism obviously in either direction it would have been it would have maybe given more points and to say it in a crass way more points to the one who was black over the one who was white and the fact that they were both black i think was able to take that mostly, I think, out of the equation. There were uh-huh. still people talking about race in the sense of like what kind of example is this setting, you know, I think that's you know, for for I don't know, black boys or whatever, like this is how you solve your problems. But in in a way it sort of made it more about the actual action that happened and not about race because they're both black. But again, it gets back to something I was trying to say in the beginning. I think I got sidetracked and I didn't say what I what I was thinking, which is like to take it back to the Eula thing again, I think there's something weird happening in our culture and I don't want to say this in too much of a like I don't know crazy uncle kind of way which you've accused me of in the past but this whole thing about like the, the idea of cancel culture and the idea that somebody can say the wrong thing say something that's insulting and lose their entire career because of it but then and, and then you have these sayings of like silence is violence or like, you know, words kill or whatever. But then somebody actually physically assaults a weaker person under like out of nowhere, almost out of nowhere. And then a few minutes later wins the Academy Award for best actor. And not only that is cheered by everybody. And when he says and in his speech, when he says something like, you know, I, I defend my family, just like Richard, um, Williams the the character that he plays in the movie and everyone cheers or a lot of people cheer it sounds like everyone's cheering or when subsequent actors who come on stage I'm remembering Anthony Hopkins but I think I feel like there was at least one other one who Not only didn't condemn Will Smith, but he actually said, I really agree with what Will said before about love and and coming together and whatever. Like, you know, he went out of his way to praise Will Smith, to say something nice about him and completely ignore the assault. It's like there's something wrong there that, you know, there's just something off. I don't know exactly what to say about it. And also, it was just interesting, a little bit off from that, is like if that would have happened, I think on the red carpet or in the aisle, you know, in the audience, that all out of like Will Smith just smacked Chris Rock, he probably would have been escorted out, I think. And the fact that it was on stage and so brazen, somehow right. people cheered. I don't understand. And also, I get one more thing I'll add is like there's very, very few people that I think could have done that and been cheered. and and people would have cheered for. Maybe nobody else, but maybe one or a handful, less than a handful of other people. And Will Smith is just like so beloved and so respected, I guess, that he somehow was able to get away with it. But again, I think that says something weird about our culture and it makes me feel very uncomfortable.
1: So I think it's way too soon for us to really know what the fallout is going to be for either of these characters, Right for Chris Rock for will smith like right now you know i got a new york times alert you know they give a, alerts for everything mm-hmm. but that the academy awards
0: Cond- that the academy we don't is planning on violence. looking more right.
1: into blah 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 whatever creating means, okay yeah. but yeah who knows and who knows also with with chris rock you know and also there was like talk about the two of them you know um making up at the after party whatever like who who really knows a lot of these things i i've seen no evidence that like you know chris rock is going to be canceled like uh, you know, oh, Chris
0: I- Rock for sure no my, my guess is that they're going to kiss and make up because it sort of will work well for both of them obviously Will Smith will want that but that's my guess that's what's going to happen
1: but uh, maybe I misunderstood what you were saying I thought you were saying that it's crazy that Chris Rock is going to have like Repercussions that are negative for him. No,
0: no, no. I was talking about the the rabbi from Yula who got fired. Oh, sorry. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, okay. that's what I meant. I was, I was talking like, about wait, what do you mean? Cancel got culture. Okay. That you. Can... I hope
1: the, all of the listeners are like, Rifki, you moron. that could not have been <laughs> so, more.
0: I may have been unclear. That's. No, think, no, think, no. I'm glad you clarified that.
1: Um. Yeah. Okay. I so I understand a lot more what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I think. Oh, I don't know. I think it feels a little bit different because it feels like his job is literally khino so like the really really poor Chinook that he exhibited there
0: okay it, i don't i don't, don't want to make yeah, it about it's like him a the it, there's a million right, examples right, of right, cancel right, culture where people just said the wrong thing or tweeted the wrong thing and then had their lives ruined and here somebody literally you know punches somebody in the face right and right. so far nothing really has happened he's actually been applauded and honored
1: right yeah and then there's all these pictures from that night of him um at after parties, like, you know, celebrating and dancing, holding his Oscar and stuff like that. I always think that's like such a risky move. Like I I I break? replacements. Yeah. Like it's like how, um, Tom Brady threw his, uh, the super bowl, uh, a Barbie trophy or whatever it was like when they were celebrating in tampa i think it was two super bowls ago he threw it from like one boat to another <laughs> and everyone was
0: like you're an idiot um well i feel like if you're a person like that you can just have another one made or you actually don't care about the actual trophy because everyone in the world knows you right because how many does he already have i saw that sean penn i don't know if he did this he, he said that if they don't have zelensky speaking at the oscars he's gonna melt down his oscars on like youtube live or something uh i don't know if he actually did that
1: <laughs> it's funny to think about like Sean Penn when we talk about like examples of being canceled for bad behavior when like Sean Penn is someone who like I don't you know he's still working and everything like that and like do do you remember like his violent attacks against his dead wife Madonna like right well I like, wasn't all these, like I was just
0: this is unrelated no the I know Zelensky I know thing, I was just but, thinking about yeah. it
1: it just it just made me think of it like Sean Penn talking about like oh Zelensky blah 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 like you know Sean Penn taking the moral <laughs> high road on anything I'm just like Uh, Okay, great. Thank you, Sean
0: Penn. Right. But by the way, the Will Smith, I mean, not to not to equate him with uh, Vladimir Putin, but I mean, if part of the lesson, (laughs) no, if part of the lesson of of the Russia, Ukraine thing is like violence is not the way to get what you want. Violence is not the way to solve your problems on a much, much, much smaller scale. This was hurting that message right. well
1: yeah there's a there's definitely been a lot of language of sort of like people who are like hey he's like defending his wife like good for him and the other side is like yeah but what 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 kind of defense is that like what does that look like when we're like oh here's how you show love to your wife by hurting other men right, right? of sort of like and you know toxic masculinity, I, I was just gonna right? say like things, if anything <laughs> is like toxic that.
0: masculinity that's that's it
1: yeah but at the same time, like I really and, and I'm not again like I don't know what I would have done. I I, w- I would like to think, and I do kind of think that I probably would not have made that decision. <laughs> I but think I you would not have made that decision. Made, hopefully, I have made rash, unwise decisions that I've later very much regretted when defending people I love. Right, Uri. One of the things that we t- we we clash on often is that you believe very very strongly in loyalty, in family, mm-hmm. right? In in at, and nation being a part of that, obviously, and. You know, isn't that just what he did? Obviously, he went about it wrong, but like...
0: right. So that's what I asked you in the beginning. Is there ever a time where that is justified? This was not justified for sure, but I think maybe there could be a time in much different circumstances when violence like that, I could either justify it or condone it. Right. The most simple way to say it would be like, if he got hit first or if his wife was hit, then to hit back, you know, in a bar or whatever. I don't think it's very intelligent, you know, to do that, but I think it's it's excusable to do that.
1: Right. I guess I find it kind of um, understandable no matter what and inappropriate no matter what, whether Mm -hmm. it's a bar or whether it's at the Oscars, you know. Maybe it's more understandable or whatever in certain situations, but I...
0: I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think people, a lot of people, were comparing it to the obvious, um, similar situation about ten years ago when Kanye went up. Uh, I think it was at the Grammys, yeah. and Taylor Swift had. I was won. thinking
1: that when we were talking about race and gender, uh, right? Like, like the, Taylor the Swift really won different optics,
0: best album or whatever it was. Then he and then he said really uh, Beyonce should have won, and that was also. I'm gonna let you
1: finish. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: let you finish. Insanely arrogant and and ridiculous um, and egotistical but at least well, i he, think
1: we could all tell from what's happened in the past 10 years how severe th- that he
0: that was consistent his mental illness and yeah. kanye
1: west was actually not allowed to attend the oscars because they thought it was too risky that he might do something dangerous okay. and
0: yeah and but this is that plus violence like kanye didn't hit anybody so this has to be considered worse than that i don't see how it can't be worse than that
1: i mean better in some ways and worse in some well, ways uh, right on the one hand she was a teenage girl and, yeah, you know, like there are whatever. I I, w- I wouldn't say better or worse. Well, that
0: that right. That, I mean, just that sort of just gets to my crazy uncle thing. Over, I I think we society had society is messed up if we don't consider physical violence worse than verbal making fun of. That like physical violence just has to be worse. I'm sorry, it's just
1: wait. But uh, we're, wait, are we comparing Kanye and Will Smith or are we comparing both. Chris Rock and Will Smith?
0: Um. No, I'm not really talking about Chris Rock. I'm I'm considering the the provocation to be didn't irrelevant. But Kanye did
1: make fun of her, of Killer
0: he humili- he humiliated her. He took away from oh, her okay, moment sure. in the same way that by the way Will Smith didn't only humiliate Chris Rock. This is maybe a little bit of a side point, but like he basically ruined the night for so many other people who are at the height of their careers and receiving an honor um, that they probably will never get again. And uh, you know now there's this major like just shadow over over that whole thing because of the selfish, arrogant act, you know, of, of Will Smith. And I also just want to say that other another thing people were saying, but I think it's very true. Will Smith is actually setting like a very, very scary and dangerous precedent here, which is that comedians whose whole job is to make fun of things and people. And obviously they go too far sometimes, but like that's just part of the profession and part of the whole thing. Now Will Smith kind of made it okay in a way that like if a comedian makes fun of you, you can just get up and hit them like that's actually scary. And as you know, for comedians, I would assume that they were are all rallying behind Chris Rock because this kind of puts all of them in a way in danger. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I I hope not, but I definitely hear what you're saying. And I guess, uh, you know, we'll see what happens over the next few months and years.
0: Yeah, I would assume that Will Smith is going to apologize. I would assume, like I said, they're going to kiss and make up. And I hope they do. And uh, I just find this whole thing to be... It is interesting and it's juicy. And I assume in the future we'll get back to talking about um, much more serious, larger issues... But this was there There was something here. There was substance here yeah. to talk about and think we, we about. We talk
1: about – and the truth is that that's, I think, an important question that we, we don't – we do talk about sometimes. There are sometimes things that we as a society and we as m- me and you, Ari, that we think are important and interesting. And it's sometimes hard for us to articulate why. Like in any sort of objective measure, right? Like we talked about Ukraine for the past few weeks, right? And like – and now we're talking about perm spiels and the Oscars. Like – obviously those things are less important quote-unquote right but we do think that there is something valuable about them we do think they say something about humanity about who we are as a people about ways in which things change and things stay the same um but i think at least for me it can sometimes be hard for me to understand or articulate why these things really do matter well it's like people kind of like say like oh it's disgusting this takes over twitter and yeah i get that but also like That's also okay. Yeah, you know what? It,
0: It is gossipy, but if you think about it, these are both people, especially Will Smith, but I think for a lot of people, Chris Rock also, these are people we've grown up with. We almost feel like we know them because we've been seeing them in sort of like intimate settings for 30 years, and... So when somebody that you sort of know so well is involved in some sort of altercation or situation, it's human nature and it's totally understandable to want to talk about it and think about it. So I actually don't think there's anything that you could say the whole Hollywood industry and the fact that we watch so much TV and movies. That's the problem. But given the fact that these are people next week. Yeah. These are just people that we know so well on some level in a way. And so we therefore it's significant. I do think it matters. And I do think it's something that's worth talking about.
1: Did you hear about the reboot of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air?
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it at all. I heard it maybe it wasn't great, but it was like more serious. And he's like yeah. the producer.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, basically, like I think as far as I remember, basically someone made a trailer for a fake series imagining if they redid a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but like a much darker version of it. Mm-hmm. Where like you really do have this kid from the streets coming into this new environment. Hitting and, like, people. Um, yeah exactly <laughs> that's probably where we got the idea um but okay. yeah to your point about we watch too much tv i totally disagree we don't watch enough tv
0: okay
1: anyway of course we want to hear what all of you have to say the conversation does not start and end with us please please be in touch join the conversation on our facebook page talking Taha's podcast or shoot us an email talking podcast at gmail.com
0: Thanks as always to Drive In Productions. They are the sponsor of this week's episode, and thank you to Triple Threat Trio featuring Rage Brigade. They are the official band of Talking Cockless. Bye, everyone. Sei gesund.